Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaos. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again in another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and you join us on another episode in the England chapter of Masks of Arthotep, and I have assembled my cast for you to my right. This is Lonnie. Um, I'm playing Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth, and uh, here we are again. It seems to be, yes, uh, to his right. I'm Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and we are in a mine. It, it does seem that way. Uh, at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle, and apparently I am going mad. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, to uh, Jack's right. This is James. I'm playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. To the doctor's right. This is Tiffany. I play Maeve O'Shea, and I'm bringing you all down with me. It's not even slowly but surely anymore. We're, the uh, the roller coaster has, has hit the top of the hill, and now the descent begins. Uh, and last but most certainly not least. Uh, this is Alex. I'll be playing Simone Granger, and uh, at this point I am testing the shocks on this ancient flatbed. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. We raise the curtain tonight in the depths of a mine, the Blue John mine in Darby. And the investigators, as we remember, coax their way down into this mine carefully with torch and with lantern, trying to investigate what may have become of Eloise Vane, or for that matter, what they were doing in the mine. When last we left our uh, investigators in the mine, they had begun to see a strange and crawling shape come out from the corner of one edge of the mine. Its form, its black, almost liquid form was dripping down the sides of the cave wall in forms of tentacles appendages that run left and right throughout the walls and as these appendages continue down one Mr. Jack Doyle is struck by something he cannot understand you see a vision of a woman in front of you long brown hair shoulder length but flowing even beyond that her clothing is ages old a light blue at the shoulders flowing down into a 
deeper, richer, almost royal blue. Her midriff is swept left and right with white pieces of clothing. These white strands of ribbon swirl around the bottom of her dress, and her pale but perfect skin draws your attention. She stares directly forward, piercing into your mind. And without even moving her lips, you hear her voice. Jack. Jack. Listen to me. You can save them. You can save this place. Be as a candle against the darkness, clear and bright. Think of yourself founded in truth, rooted in the depths of the rock here. Burn the rocks themselves. Destroy this beast in front of you. And as madness grips your brain and forces you to covet what you have seen, you've made a now solemn oath to yourself that what stands before you must not be allowed to poison this wonderful place any longer. And so, we are going to jump into Realm. He has such wonderful things to show you. It's true. So the form in front of you here is a boiling, almost undulating, shifting form whose pieces and parts change and alter in shape and size in almost a random method. You see eyes and teeth and faces push their way out from the inside of it, and they slip along the crevices and the cracks in the rock uh, as it shuffles towards you. Oh, before I forget, Miss Lane, would you roll sanity for me, please? You sure can. We didn't get the roll in last time, but we'll want to make sure that we get it in now. Oh my god. We'll go with the first one, which was a 36 out of 48. I'm going to take the first one. Okay, so you lose a point of sanity. This is... What the... What the heck is this? That's probably close to your first reaction. Oh my god. Even worse than I thought. What is? I'm stuck between a monstrosity and Lillian. (laughs) Indeed you are. Indeed. (laughs) Okay, so the form in front of you shifts again. And you can see from these uh, these tentacles that seem to be dripping down the side of the wall, they seem to connect at the back of this creature's form. And as they do, uh, they continue dripping down the wall, and they're going to make a play for a couple of you. They're going to try to... Uh, reach out and slowly caress your body in only the safest way, I promise. Um, and it'll be random. So there's what? Five of you? Has this thing never heard of social distancing? <laughs> you know, it actually hasn't. Um, so, two, three, four, five. So, that is going to be uh, Miss Lane. I'm all the way she's in the just back. just walked into this mine and now she's <laughs> getting jumped. So, the creature moves. And when it moves, it moves fast. Oh my gosh, it really faster does. Faster than you can <laughs> perceive. 
uh, for the moment. It stretches a limb out and attempts to grab you. Um, unfortunately for the creature, it can't seem to get around your uh, lithe form. And you see that several of these tentacle arms that it's retracted have now become um, multi-fingered hands. Uh, and the fingers don't have any specific shape or size. They're not human per se. They're, there's a, an appendage that comes at you with 15 fingers. And it grabs at your coat and shirt and tries to pull you down. But you manage to, to pull away from it. Uh, and that is your action, Morgan. So was I, I was able to dodge away from it without doing any action, or do I need to dodge? Still? You were. I was. Yeah, it, uh, you do not need to dodge. It uh, it failed its uh, grab roll, so okay. you get a bunch of flavor text and then your action. Great. Um, and then are the tentacles still near near me in some way, shape, or form? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I have my, um, my hatchet. I'd like to try to, you know, chop at it or whatever. Shot the tentacles. Yeah, go ahead. Oh! <laughs> I have an 81 out of 25. Score! You swing wildly. <laughs> ah! And, uh, you swing and miss. The tentacle pulls back before you can get your axe around it uh, or around onto it. Uh, so that would be Tiff. It is your action. So what is Mr. Shea doing? Probably getting behind Jack, who has a gun. Well, you are already kind of behind Jack a little bit. Are oh. you behind it uh, on the map at the bottom? You were behind uh, Mr. Forsyth and uh, and Mr. Doyle, who uh, who kind of make up a bit of the front line. They put the caster in the back, much like your age-old fantasy stories. Oh, right, I do see that. Okay. Then, um, hold on, let me reference a book real quick here. Mm, yes, please do. Specifically, does Dominate only work on humanoid creatures? Yeah, it has to have some sort of mind that you can talk to. Okay. Um, it'd have to it would have to be able to understand what you say. That doesn't mean that you couldn't attempt to dominate it, but from your understanding of the working it, it has to be able to understand what you say. And at this point, it's literally like a, a bubbling pile of nuclear icker. Right. And so you're not really sure whether or not it can understand you. Okay. Then I guess right now, I think I'm just going to make sure that I stay safe at this point. Okay. You can reserve your action to be prepared to uh, dodge out of the way of anything nasty that might come on your way. Yeah. That falls to Jack. Then it's pretty clear what you're seeing here uh, in your in Jack's mind. As insane as this entire scene is, uh, you're you're fairly certain that whatever this thing is, it's heretical. It needs to be removed from the earth immediately. Oh yeah, I gotcha. So what do you think, Mr. Doyle, would do at that point? Mr. Doyle, obviously, pull his gun. Obviously, I will send you back to flames of hell. And then he will proceed to fire off three shots. Okay. That's two successes and a hard success. Which is good. It is. Hopefully <laughs> no, hopefully, nobody else will ever find out why. Hopefully. Now, uh, we should be clear. Let's see here. Uh, just because 
it's important to know for uh, logistics purposes. Uh, so we'll just roll this one live. All right, so uh, your bout of madness, Jack, is going to last six rounds. Okay. So five rounds to go. Go ahead and roll damage if you'd like. Oh, maximum damage for the first shot. Twelve. Eleven for the second. And twelve for the third. All right. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Jack. <laughs> Jack unloads. Uh, with a bunch of high-caliber ammunition into this, whatever this thing is, this shifting pool of ichor. And every single time one of these bullets goes in, it goes in, and as soon as the rift opens in this thing's skin, it immediately closes. It's almost as if it's sh- it's like shooting water. So, uh, Mr. Forsyth. Okay. I'm right next to this thing. And I see the shots go in and essentially do nothing to it. With the light that you have, uh, it is pretty clear that Jack's gun has didn't seem to have anything any effect specifically. You didn't see any blood spray. You didn't see this thing slow down at all. In fact, it seems to be almost warming up for uh, another volley of something. You can see it internally undulate and move. You, you see the front facing of it grow three or four different rows of teeth but yeah it had, that doesn't seem to have a ton of effect what do I remember about coming into this it, was it a wide area did we go through a, a tunnel um, you remember when you came into this mine that there were several different pathways you also remember that the way back out of here is a little tight uh, but that it eventually gets to a main branch that has a few uh a mine cart tracks in it and that leads back out to the uh, to the front of the mine. But this is kind of off the beaten path, right? I mean, this is definitely off the beaten You're imagining this is probably likely one of their less worked you know, spaces in the mine. There, there aren't tracks here. It hasn't been heavily worked. On one hand, I have the shotgun, but I don't think the shotgun is going to do anything more than what Jack did. And I have dynamite, but a little bit too close. <laughs> yeah. So, since it's attacking Lillian, I would like to fireman's block Lillian out of the cave. <laughs> out of out of the wide area into the tunnel. Alright, so you want to just use your body and like push her back? Yeah, I want to I wanna push her I don't think I can get all three of them, so I'll get at least one. At least the one that that is attacking. Maybe if we get into the tighter space, maybe it can't follow us. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. So I assume that's a brawl? It is, unless she's going to resist you. So I guess the question for Lillian is, if are you going to say anything, or are you just going to turn and try to... I'm just going to do it. <laughs> okay. I'm so... just going to basically grab and run. <laughs> okay. So I guess, Morgan, what's your reaction to having Forsyth come directly at you like that? Do I smack him with my uh, my hatchet? I mean, what's, what's going on? I mean, on accident or on purpose? I mean... You already attacked this round. <laughs> she can still fight back if she wants to. Keep that in mind. 
it's true. So it's true. So Foresight's gonna come and come, you know, bum rush me and like take me out of here. Yep. Wait. Yep. That's what it appears. He's coming at you, so I guess the question is. I'm gonna yell, run. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's what I'm waiting for. Like. Yeah, if I see him coming at me full speed ahead, and he, he yeah, if he yells run, I'm turning full head on and running so I don't get ran over by him. Okay, what's your move, Mr. Forsyth? Move seven. Okay, so with move seven, you are going to turn, so I'm going to turn you so you can see the light move. Mm-hmm. So if you turn your token, you're going to basically book to get to Lillian. It's at that point you'll probably be able to move about to here with her, right? right? So she's now she's now moved. She's now turned and moved with you. That's about how far you can get in this round. So you've moved about 10 or 15 feet or so away from this thing at this point. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Good enough. Uh, doctor, you are, uh, you are the end to go, so... Um, this creature is directly in front of you. Uh, you can see Jack is doing Jack things, and it looks like Forsyth and Lillian are running. Quick glance, what is Maeve doing? Um, it looks like she was getting ready to hide behind Jack. Okay. <laughs> she seems to be she seems to be protecting herself. Like um, she's she's trying to to keep this thing from getting to her, but it hasn't really gone for her yet. Well, I need to back away from it so that I can put a little space between me and it uh, because it is really up in my face right now um, so I'm going to yeah. back over by Jack basically heading up on mm-hmm. the map there and while I'm doing that I'm going to open my doctor's bag and pull out that other bottle of alcohol oh okay so you move are you going behind Jack uh, completely well to the okay. to the left of him a little bit because I don't want to hit him in the back with anything I we've had enough of that yeah it's probably a good idea and uh, if I can get the bottle and gauze out of my doctor's bag by just grabbing them and letting the rest of my bag fall on the floor that would be fantastic yeah I think that's reasonable I mean the bottle is basically on the top of all your stuff anyways it was one of the last mm-hmm. things to go in there so cool yeah, you've got that set. Okay, so we will move to um, to Mr. Granger. Oh, goodness me. So we're going to move the map as well. Um, so you, sir, are in a chase. <laughs> of course. Okay. Um, and so chase chases can be a little strange in Call of Cthulhu, uh, 7th edition, but we're going to do our best. So you're in the flatbed truck, uh, speeding down a what is left of a dirt path on this country road. It's the middle of the night. Uh, you have two. Uh, you have a pair of weak headlights in front of you to, to guide you out. And after having shaken loose a couple of these creatures, whatever they are, uh, you were greeted by the sound of one jumping into the back of the flatbed. What I want you to do is. I want you to make me a drive roll. So your drive roll is going to determine whether or not you maintain your speed, speed up, or slow down potentially. Okay? And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to make 
movement rolls for the creatures who are still yet behind you, and we're going to find out if they can catch you or not. Okay. Drive roll. With a failure. Okay, so in a chase scene, when you get a failure, that means that the movement of the vehicle is one less. So that movement rate of that truck is 11 normally. Uh, It is now 10. Uh, And so... I have some good news and I have some bad news. The good news is not all of the creatures can catch you. Uh, Trucks being what they are, these creatures' movement rate being what they are, uh, only one has managed to get into the flatbed. So it catches you. There is one left that is still tailing behind quite a bit. But it's still coming. It's just tailing. Okay. And behind you in the flatbed, you can hear this thing uh, basically flailing around trying to get a grip. Through the glass behind the truck, uh, you can see a heavy set of clawed uh, appendages latch on to the wood frame of this flatbed. And a deep, throaty snarl takes hold of your auditory passenger. And you're going to get a chance to act, so... If you'd like to take an action beyond the drive roll, you're allowed to because you have only one difference in movement rate between uh, you and it. You're going to get one action, and then after you act, it'll get an action. Okay. So when I was searching the truck for the keys and everything else, um, were there any, was there like a roadside kit or were there any flares? No, no. Just searching the cab of the truck, there are really only a couple of things in here. There is a spade in the cab of the truck. Uh, It's more of a a shortened spade. Looks like it's for uh, digging out rocks and and whatnot. Uh, And then there is also a uh, a tire iron tucked between uh, the cushions in the seat. Okay. So I connect? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, I will uh, raise my pistol and fire over my shoulder at this thing. <laughs> okay. You said it. You said there's a window in the back of the truck, right? Yes, there is. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna take a. I will take a shot. I don't know what kind of pistol this is. It's the doctor's pistol. <laughs> That's a good question, doctor. What's that pistol like? Uh, I believe it's a, an old 38 revolver. All right. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and fire it. Do it. Pistols, right? right, right. Yep. Handgun. Handgun. Okay. That is a 50 over 40. That is a failure. Did I I at least blow out the window? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No. uh, So it's a. So you could continue to go if you wanted to. You'd be at disadvantage for this next shot. So I only I only have like two bullets left. So. But if I don't shoot, I can't do anything else, right? Correct. Okay. I will take one more shot at it. Okay. With a hard success, 11 over 40. Okay. You can roll me some damage. The damage on that weapon uh, should be 1d10. Six. Uh, So you reach around and fire. The gun goes off. There's a massive roar from the the barrel, and uh, the glass shatters, and you realize that you haven't done it, and so in, in haste, you pull the trigger again. And uh, you plant one directly in this thing. 
blood spills out over its somewhat hairy and uh, thick flesh. Its eyes turn to you and its mouth opens just a bit wider and and it uh, it comes for you. So a, a clawed hand reaches in the cab of the truck and is going to attempt to swipe at you. You are allowed to dodge. I, I would like to. <laughs> Assuming I, I was about to ask if I'm permitted to uh, to resist this attempt to. Oh yeah, yeah. No, of course. You're you're you could you could absolutely dodge. That is a seventy-five over seventy-five. Now it's a comparison, though, because the uh, creature did succeed. The question is, is by how much? Yeah, he is going to connect. Can I push it? I mean, you, you could push it if you wanted to. It's success, but, but yeah, if you'd like to push that, you can. I would advise you as your keeper that pushing rolls can have disastrous consequences, especially if you fail. Oh, I'm absolutely sure. I'm just wondering whether or not um, I want to take this hit or I want to take one later. <laughs> um, and I, I feel like it's a little early to take the hit. So um, I think that um, this thing reaching through, I will, I guess I will kind of throw myself against the, like the dash between the steering wheel and the door just to try to worm away from it. Okay. That's a six out of 75. It's an extreme success. And ideally that's what you do. So it's clawed hand comes in and it rips the top of your, the right shoulder of your jacket. And before it can dig in all the way, uh, you basically swim out of your jacket and press yourself as hard as you can against the interior of the driver's door. The car next round is going to need a drive roll from you, okay? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm all over this cab. <laughs> yeah. Back to the cave, or the mine as it were, this undulating form is going to snap out. It is going to attempt to uh, get a hold of uh, one Jack Doyle. The interior of this form hardens and several limbs project themselves out towards you, Jack. I'm going to dodge. That is an excellent idea. Oh, would you look at that? You do dodge. (laughs) The other swipe is going to come directly for uh, the person behind you, which is Sigmund. Or the side of you, I should say because it gets multiple attacks. So, Sigmund, if you'd like to uh, if you'd like to make a, a dodge roll, you can do that as well. I would love to. Boy, that is not going to... How much luck do I... Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and spend the 10 luck and bring that down to a 27. So that is a nose-on success for you. Yeah. For hit, the creature, anyway. Uh, he has a hard success. Can I spend roll. more luck? <laughs> I mean, you could... Um, but to, to be to be a reasonable and decent keeper, I would probably tell you that it, you would have to spend an awful lot of luck to beat him. To, to, to beat the hard success. All right, well, uh, you know what? Um, if he has a hard success, I'll just stick with the failure and not spend the luck. Can I do that? You absolutely okay. can do that. I would. You know what? I will just take the hit knowing that Sigmund is not fast enough to get out of the way of something like that. Uh, it surprised him with its elasticity, so he's going to take the hit. Okay, that's 20. 
damage? Yes. Okay, that's more than I have. (laughs) Right. So, Pulp Cthulhu allows us the ability with, with luck to avert certain demise. Uh, with our Pulp Cthulhu in, rules in play, it costs you a minimum of 30 points of luck. Uh, and what that will allow you to do is avoid certain death. You'll be at a certain amount of hit points, which I'll set. Oh, well, all right. Well, I got I don't, no real choice. I will spend the 30 luck, sir. Okay. Ouch. So what I will do... To have my luck bone pulled out. Um, so you can set the doctor's hit points to three. Jack, you don't see any of this because you're too busy paying attention to something else, which is right. the extermination of this vile creature that's that's before you. Miss um, O'Shea, you get a front row seat to watching the doctor get hammered in the head and flattened against the cave wall, and you hear a sickening crunch as his skull hits the back of the cave wall, and then he falls forward. I'm going to say with that roll that the bottle he had in his hand uh, lands on the floor of the cave but does not break. It is still available. Um, Okay, so that was the creature's action. Now, uh, Miss Lane, uh, it is your action. You are being hustled along out of the cave by uh, your compatriot, Mr. Forsyth. The both of you here... Uh, a, a male voice behind you scream. Yeah, I I stop in my tracks. Forsyth doesn't have like any hands on me or anything, right? I was just he's he's hustling you up. He's not. You're not grabbed by any means. Okay, I tear away and turn back. Let's go back towards where the scream okay. was. Is there anything in my path that I can pick up and take as weapon like or anything just laying around the mine? So if you go back in a little bit and face yourself mm-hmm. that way, uh, you can make me a spot hidden roll. I will do that. I got a 46 out of 88. Okay. Um, you are immediately concerned at what has happened to the doctor. Oh my god, he's he's lying on the cave floor and there's blood pouring out of his head. Your eyes also see that he has, his right hand has a very full bottle of liquor in it. And it looks like uh, he had a uh, a gauze wrap around it. And while you're not necessarily completely versed in the method of revolution by any means, uh, it does not take a ton of deduction to figure out what he was probably trying to do. Do I have any further action that I can go over there to him or... Yeah, you have more than enough movement right to get to him if that's what you want. Yep. I'd go behind Maeve and over to him. Okay. What are you doing from then on? Doctor's just on the floor looking at blood. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the, the doctor is conscious. Okay. Yeah, but I figure uh, after taking that many hit points, he's probably a little dizzy at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> seeing as the doctor is probably out of it. Um, is there anything to light that gauze with around him, like in his pockets or anything like that? I don't know if you would have intimate knowledge of what's in the doctor's pockets, but... Well, I would search them. I'm not gonna... <laughs> All right. All right, so I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Miss Lane, why don't you make me a luck roll? You know, these aren't really good for me. 
Oh, 81 out of 48. You paw at the doctor. James, I would say that the doctor, even though he's dazed, is smart enough to probably ascertain what she's after. Right. Uh, I actually take them out of my pants pocket, my left pants pocket, which probably would have been the last place that she would have gotten to, and yes, hand them to her. <laughs> a shaking and bloody hand hands you Yeah, uh, like... I, I take the... Is it a lighter or matches? I don't know what. I mean, the light. Waterproof matches. Nope. Okay. Yeah, these would be the Lucifers. They're probably strike anywhere. I grab those and I grab the bottle. That is your action. Okay. We have secured the bottle and the matches. That would go to 65, which is Miss O'Shea. Okay. Does it look like Lillian is helping him up and going towards getting out of here? Well, it's hard to say specifically, but she seems to be much more interested in fidgeting with this bottle of alcohol than actually getting him up. Okay, so I'm going to run over to him and get him up. You're not far, thankfully. Yeah. Okay, yeah, picking him up is is not hard. I guess the question would be is, what's your move after that? To get towards, like, out of the antechamber or the cave area. Uh, You are ambulatory, Doctor. I guess, are you at all contesting it? Is she moving me? Yeah, it looks like she's she's trying to get you out of there. Can I, in my state here, can I give myself a medicine roll? No, you can't make any skill. You can't make any skill rolls right now. Okay, uh, then I will not resist. Um, I uh, she she has what um, uh, Lane Miss Lane has what I was trying to put together. So no, I will not resist pretty bad off and bleeding profusely. Uh, I will not make you make a strength roll, Miss O'Shea. Okay. Mostly because looking at the doctor's size, it doesn't seem to be too difficult. Okay. No, and I still have three hit points, so I'll, I'll, I'll help along in my dizzy, battered state. So if the two of you want to move to kind of where Mr. Forsyth is, you can do that. Yeah, because I have things to do. The nice part about this is, for you, Mr. Forsyth, uh, is that it seems pretty shortly here you'll get an opportunity to uh, to have the room clear. Uh, but before that happens, it's Jack's action. And unfortunately for Jack, I have no idea what's going on behind me. Nope. And I'm a little focused on uh, cleansing this evil from the earth. That's right. So I will begin to recite the prayer to St. Michael and I will smash this lantern over the top of this thing. Okay. Because obviously my guns aren't working. Yeah. No, it does not It does not appear that your guns are working. I'm going to spend five luck to succeed. Okay. So spend five luck. Uh, you smash. You're going to smash this lantern. Um, lantern was lit. So why don't you roll me 1d6? That one. <laughs> uh, okay. You pour the oil over it, and it begins to... Um, well, there's there's lit flame now on it, for sure. Okay. 
and after Jack's action, that will drop to Lonnie. So, Mr. Forsyth. Maeve and the doctor behind me. Lillian and Jack are off to the left side of this thing. Mm-hmm. What's the dimensions of this thing, relatively speaking, compared to a man? So, the creature itself is actually fairly large. Um, you would say, roughly speaking, um, it's it's easily a couple of men tall, a couple well, a couple of men wide. So in in game, its size is one hundred and ten. Holy sh! Yeah. So yeah, it's <laughs> literally almost twice my size. Yes. And it's a giant blob. More length than height. Yeah. About how tall is it? Is it as tall as a man? Is it slightly taller, slightly smaller? In its current form, I would say yes. And I'm about 15 feet away from it. Seems to be, yeah. I am going to light the dynamite I have, and I'm going to try to throw it on the far side of this thing, because I have nothing, nothing else left, and... Uh, everybody could be dead in a moment because I heard what it did to the doctor. You did. Well, and if you turn back, you see what... I mean, you see the doctor being pulled out of there by by Maeve with a bloody head. Yeah. And I heard the scream, and I really don't want to do this. (laughs) But I don't know a better way to do this uh, short of getting everyone out of there. And I don't know how to get everyone out of there in time to do this. I'm going to risk death on this one. Okay. I want to throw the stick of dynamite at it, but I want to I want to throw it toward the wall. Okay. And here we go. 20 out of 20. It's a success. You throw it. Um, the, the stick lands about where you were looking to have it land at. Um, it's going to take... They don't go off immediately. No, no. There's a fuse. Indeed there is. Okay, so that was your action. Very good. You pitch the stick, lit, lit stick of dynamite. Miss O'Shea, you see that. Uh, Lillian, you see that. And I will yell, fire in the hole. <laughs> Jack, you see that. I don't know that you care. Yeah, no, I don't really... Yeah, I don't really even notice it. I probably... I mean, I see it, but I don't really pay attention to it. You're probably actually excited to see it, come to think of it. Well, yeah, I mean... I mean... Yes, we'll cleanse it! You get your Space Marine on. So, Lonnie, roll 1d4, please. That is a 2. Very good to know. All right, so, Sigmund... You don't get a skill action, I should say. If you want to move, you can move but that's about it um i will continue to move as long as as uh mave is helping me along i will continue to move she actually is not um not. so she, she she kind of gets you where you need to be and then she turns around i hang back about where i'm at then okay and just kind of uh hunker down kind of lean okay. against the cave wall for the moment. Sure, sure. Because I'm probably not too steady. And watch what's unfolding. And we will shift back to Mr. Granger. 
when last we left Mr. Granger, he was, uh, you know, arms akimbo trying to get, a, <laughs> get, get, get the hell away from whatever's going on in this cab. Because it has continued to progress, you are now here, and the creature is still here. Um, we, won't, we won't worry about that last one back there just yet. Um, so what I'd like you to do is I would like you to make me a drive roll. Sure. I would love to uh, fail a drive roll. Oh, my God. That's a critical failure. So here's what I'm going to do. All right. I'm going to drop the gun onto the seat next to me so that I can grab the wheel with my other hand as well mm-hmm. and try to recover from that awful roll. Can I do that? Yeah, I mean, on your head. But, uh, but yeah, if you want to attempt to, to recover that, uh, that failure, I'll let you put the roll. With gusto. With a 49 out of 55. You careen to the right, <laughs> and the the truck shifts in a very strange direction. Um, you are now going slightly uphill again. <laughs> so we'll say that uh, you don't you don't go plus or minus anything per se. We'll check the movement rate of any uh, following creatures. Oh, right. so that goes into the rearview mirror. Not that I could see it, really, anyway. Nope, not that you can see it. <laughs> that said, what are you going to attempt to do? This thing is still trying to get in. Okay, so its arm is in here, right? Well, it was. It has retracted said arm because it's it's reaching back to try to scrape at you again. Okay. I will... I'm at a, I'm at a bit of... This is a spot. Yep. <laughs> this, is, this is a spot to be in. Now that I feel like we're going somewhat straight again... <laughs> I will reach into my boot and pull out my knife. Okay. I am going to try to I'm going to try to anticipate when this thing comes at me <laughs> so that I can try to stab it in the hand or arm or whatever appendage it's throwing at me. Sure, you're going to fight you're going to fight back instead of instead of dodging. So yeah, I will I will attempt to stab it in the in the limb that it brings in. Okay, so your drive roll is commensurate. We must have that. So since we must have the drive roll, it doesn't actually take your an action for you to do that. Okay, um, that's just kind of something that happens. So if you'd like your attack action, uh, you may have it. Oh, so this is like instead of shooting, so I can still dodge after this then. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can always dodge. I mean, the more dodge attempts you make, the harder they get. But you can always dodge. So rather than attack proactively and, like, try to stab at this thing while it's back there, do I get any advantage for trying to, like, pin it or, like, waiting for it, like, knowing it's going to come at me? Not really. Okay. All right. So let's stab it. Oh, man. So I stabbed. I, I, swung, I swung at it. Um, it steps back a bit it seems to recalculate for a moment. Like you see it's red sinister eyes tighten. And then it lifts both of its hands into the air and it pounds down on the top of the truck. Okay. It does 10 points of damage to the truck. And poor truck. Well, uh, it's actually important to know because the truck has a build of four or did. 
it now has a build of three. Well, I don't think it was nearly rickety enough when I got in it. When this thing's forearms and hands come down on the top of the truck, it basically pushes in the entire roof on top of you. Uh, it The roof comes down a good foot, and you are now in an even more cramped space, and it's making the the future outlook of the drive rolls with this truck a bit suspect. Okay. Can I get an idea of... You said I was... Am I still heading uphill? You are a little bit, yeah. You see that the, the truck is actually a little bit uh, at, a, at an angle now. And as the... As you peek over and out the windshield, uh, you can see that you are on the side of the hill. You're actually heading back towards the mine now. Okay. So in the course of all the turning, whipping around, I basically did like close to a 180? Pretty much. All right. Unless I'm heading into familiar territory. Indeed you are. We'll stick here for one more round because it's just you. So what I'd like you to do on this round is make a drive roll. I'm going to leave it so far not at disadvantage, but... uh, It's coming. If if the truck loses too many more build points, you're going to be at disadvantage. Well, I appreciate your generosity given the scenario. With an extreme success, 11 out of 55. Okay. So with an extreme success, I am going to have him make a dexterity roll. Because of the tilt and the angle of the vehicle, it is possible for you to attempt to lose him. Like to turn straight downhill. The creature grabs on to the back of the frame again as the as the the truck is now heading back downhill and the vicious shaking is uh, destroying whatever potential shocks that this thing had. Your teeth are now rattling in your mouth. Oh, there's an easy cure for that. I'll just open my mouth and scream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's uh, it's your action. What would you like to do with it? A long string of profanity. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Um, so this thing is off balance, kind of holding on to the back of the truck now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit off balance now. Okay, I guess it really doesn't matter, but I'm kind of curious which side of the truck is it, is it holding on to? Is it like the middle or the right or left? It would be the driver's side, so that technically for you would be the right-hand side of the car. Okay. I'm going to yank on this steering wheel and pull it into as tight of a right turn as I possibly can, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm going downhill. Okay. Um, and as I'm doing that, once I start the cornering, I'm going to pitch myself out of the passenger side, which would put me facing uphill. Okay. And I'm I'm thinking, given the momentum, I should be flipping this truck <laughs> a few times. And if not, it'll be going downhill. I mean, it's an extreme success in the drive auto. So I feel like I don't want to make you roll drive auto again. Extreme success should probably cover that. I guess what I would like from you is... A hit the hill roll? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's fair to ask you to make a, a dexterity roll of, of some type. In hopes of... Duck uh, and cover. Right. Hitting the hill. I'm just trying not to die as I hit the hill. Um, so what you said, dexterity? Is that what I'm rolling? Or? Yeah, I think I think dexterity is a fair okay. a fair roll. Yeah, I hold my breath and um, pull the wheel and make this roll. With a failure, I will spend nine luck. Okay, you spend nine luck. You dive into the night air. 
as the truck goes ass over tea kettle and begins to tumble forward. The creature that was on the back of this truck is going to um, attempt, anyway, to remove itself from the situation. Uh, It fails to do so. So, this is a vehicular collision. You're essentially forcing the vehicle into a collision. So, what I'd like you to do is you're going to roll uh, one die for every build that is left of the truck. The build that was left in the truck is three. So I'm going to have you roll 3d10 worth of damage to apply to this creature. Okay. We're sending it down the down the, down the hill. Yep. All right. Here we go. 14. I'll take it. Okay. That's average. You create a calamity outside with this truck. Wheels go in different locations. The bed gets shredded. Uh, the crate that was in the back of it, which contained all of the dynamite, goes everywhere. Um, if it did that would be so uh, awesome. <laughs> on the wind, you hear uh, you hear a yell, a monstrous, ravenous yell, and what sounds like someone breaking several thick stalks of celery. And then silence. And now we'll head back to the mine. Just your average everyday mine excursion for our investigators down there. The uh, creature is going to attempt to reach out and uh, grapple you, Jack. Oh, good. Yeah. I know you were waiting for it. I know you're you're eager. Yeah, I'm going to try to dodge that. Yeah, well... I got a hard success. That is good because you're going to need it. Okay. You do manage to get out of the way of it. It will attempt it again on Miss Lane, who is standing there. Miss Lane, I would like you to make a dodge roll. 38 out of 45. Yep, 38 out of 45. You uh, manage to sneak away out of the way of another appendage that goes with this thing. Uh, and then it is your turn. Fantastic. You did see a stick of dynamite get thrown. You did hear fire in the hole. You did. <laughs> you don't know what that means, but... You know. No. I'd like to light the the gauze of the bottle of liquor that I'm holding and okay. throw it at the creature. It's going to be a throw roll, so go ahead and make a throw roll. Oh my gosh. Oh, throw is a skill, by the way. It is. It is. I'm looking at it. And here we go. <laughs> wow. I'm going to hit Jack instead. No. Um, 53 out of 20. It's not a critical failure. She shoots Lami. You are, you are used to this. <laughs> um, you throw the bottle, and it smashes all over the floor, uh, of the cave floor, and kind of... It's near the creature, but it's not close enough to make a significant difference. And it doesn't even it doesn't there's no whoosh. There's no earth-shattering kaboom that comes in a little bit. You are still allowed to move if you would like to. What round are we on? Uh it appears to be round 3. All right, I'm going to stay where I am for right now. So that would be uh Mr. Shape. Okay. Nope, I failed my roll by a lot. Okay. Um that that is a roll that you can 
push. Okay, what does pushing do again? So it's going to allow you to re-roll mm-hmm. and attempt again, but there are consequences if you fail. There are consequences either way for what you're doing. Yeah. They're unavoidable. So Yeah, that's true. I'll just push it. Woo! With an extreme. 12 out of 65. Very good. So you... I assume you dig it out then? Yeah. Okay. I like I probably like kneel on the floor and pull it out. Yeah. Uh, you kneel down in the light that's still available in the area and you pull out the leather bound journal that you'd uh, taken from Jonathan Swift in Chicago. And your thumbs fly over the pages and you begin reading incantations. You start at the first page and you begin deeply and sincerely beseeching the great Yig to send one of his servitors to you in your time of need. Your voice ripples out into the cave. It flutters through everyone else's ears as this language, which is not a language, is, begins to echo around the room. And you lose three sanity. And you begin casting. Go ahead and spend five magic points. So that is Miss O'Shea's action, which means it's now Jake's action. Okay. Yeah. Um, burning didn't work. The gun didn't work. I'm running out of options here. <laughs> now, if memory serves correctly, Dr. Tottenbach took two bottles. Oh, yes. I believe so. Actually, I have something else in my pocket. Oh, what, what else do you have there, uh, Mr. Doyle? I, I have a large syringe of morphine. Okay. But I don't know if it'll do any good. Yeah, you won't feel anything. You but I'm going to use the other bottle of alcohol. <laughs> okay. So I will smack. I will. Is it still burning from the oil on? Yeah, technically, the 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 oil that's on it is still provides a flame. Okay, so I'm going to try to smash this alcohol on it to uh, feed the flames, as it were. Okay. Ah, that'd be a success. Roll a d6. Ah, that's a six. And now make me a luck roll. All right. <laughs> Hopefully, I can do that. Ah, that's a success. Okay, so you take the bottle out and you whip it at this nasty undulating form. And when it smashes, it sprays up and into the creature where the last bits of this lantern oil was still percolating and and exposed flame. And the alcohol goes up with a mighty whoosh in the room. The alcohol that's on the cave floor goes up as well that Lillian had put down. And now a large section of this cave is pretty well lit. I condemn you to the hellfire. It's pretty clear now that this creature's on fire. You actually begin to see parts of the body push out faces, and those faces begin making a terrifying, chittering sound. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the uh, the basement of the Juju house. Uh, A little bit. So, uh, Mr. Forsyth. Yep. It's your action, sir. Well, the damn fools aren't running like I told them to, but I also know that there's... I have no chance... I know how long that fuse was. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I am going to turn again, and I am going to start muzzling Lillian and the doctor down the tunnel, going, we have to go, we have to go, we have to be going. Okay, so you're going to go and collect Lillian? Oh, wait, no, she's over there with them, isn't she? She is, yeah. I'm going to help the doctor get out. So you turn, and you head back to Sigmund, and then the two of you make it roughly, give or take, halfway down the corridor. And Sigmund, you're along for the ride, but your last glimpse of the light that comes from this hallway illuminates, kind of backlights Miss O'Shea as her hands are making the strangest of forms. They seem to be twisting and creating lines in the very air. You can see green and brown colored lettering as she's tracing words that were once invisible uh, are now becoming visible. Do I recognize the tonal incantations from hearing them at the Swift plant? I'm not going to make a roll for it. I think they're, they're, they're so unique that it's likely you would remember them, yeah. yeah Alright, then I know what's I know what she's doing. But I'm in no shape to help or harm anything right now. Um, So I basically kind of hunker against the cave wall as close as I can get to still being able to see Maeve. Um, Because her well-being right now, as much as I'm bleeding out of the face and stuff, her well-being right now is actually what's most concerning the doctor. So, Hmm. Okay. We'll stick here for this round. One of the several sets of uh, mouths, the maws that this creature has created, snap at you, Jack. And it is going to attempt to bite. Again. Yeah, it, uh, it surges forward towards you. And when it does, you can see that its intending is, is to attempt to eat you. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to try to dodge that. <laughs> That's a success. You are going to not get eaten by like two points. Excellent. I can't spend the luck for them. So um, it snaps down at you and you manage to, to, to keep its mouth at bay just long enough. Miss Lane, the bottle is spent. Sigmund is gone. It is just you and Jack in this room. What's your play? Do we have any idea how soon until that dynamite goes off? You have no idea, but you probably don't want to be near when it goes off, you're thinking. I totally agree, but I need to get Jack out of there, too, and he's not going to move on his own. He's too hellbent on trying to kill that thing with his bare hands or something. The term is hellbent for leather. (laughs) (laughs) Lillian's no slouch either, so... No, I I had two different two different ideas I was going to go with. Um, one of us puts us in greater harm's way, probably, and the other one might keep us alive. Alright, so I'm going to go and try to yank Jack out of this room and drag him with me out of here. Okay, so Jack, the question to you is, would you contest such a thing? Hmm. Well, it's burning, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. Yeah, so... I've accomplished that. I need to uh, get more stuff to burn, I guess. Oh, for love I like God. how every time one of us goes crazy, we start something on fire. <laughs> it's our thing. 
Yep. Yeah, so I guess I won't contest it too badly. Okay. Maybe continue to uh, um, shout as as I'm being hustled out. <laughs> okay. Mike, I didn't happen to grab my bag on the way, did I? No, you didn't grab your bag on the way. Okay, that's fine. I thought I was going to have to do some begging and pleading for Jack to come with me, so I, I mean... No. We're good? No, he, uh, he seems to be anyway... Uh, reasonable enough to move um, so when you guys get back to this area uh, this little pinch point between the cave tunnel and then this cave itself you see Maeve in the midst of something which is shocking the blood has drained from her face her eyes have gone completely milk white along her cheeks you can see almost a, a greenish tint to the veins in her skin and she is encanting something. She's speaking in a language you do not understand. And the powerful intent that's coming from her is terrifying. Not sanity draining terrifying, but it is something to behold. Uh, Miss O'Shea, what, uh, I'm assuming you're continuing? Yes. Okay, that's your action. Miss Lane, you and Jack are going to continue leaving this space, yes? Yes. Forsyth, we need that dynamite. <laughs> He's not bringing you dynamite. <laughs> I'm bringing myself as far away from the scene of this explosion as possible because I know what dynamite does in enclosed spaces. Thanks. You and Jack continue moving this way, uh, leaving Miss O'Shea there at the uh, mouth of the tunnel. Uh, the creature surges forward. Uh, and as it surges forward, there is an earth-shattering kaboom from behind it. So at this point, uh, Mr. Forsyth, yeah, you need to roll some dice for me. I need to roll a lot of dice for you. <laughs> Dynamite stick uh, delivers 4d10 damage. So, uh, that's a terrible roll. 16 damage. Boom. So there is a ear-splitting explosion that happens in the Mr. Shea, you were not phased by it in the least. I figured. <laughs> the air the air whooshes by you along with bits of rock and dust, and you simply continue the chant. So for the rest of you, this becomes a cavalcade of you working your way out of the cavern into the, the light itself. After a couple of rounds, uh, you find yourself on the, the mine trail again, and then you see the light of uh, what what is the outside, uh, or the lantern that's hanging there at the outside. I am going to call the session here. And so we will pick it up next week with um, Mr. Shea, mid-spellcast, and uh, the investigators soon to find what happens next. Thank you for joining us, everybody, and we will catch you next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
buy rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.